Hello and welcome to The Rabbit Hole, the definitive developers podcast and fantabulous Chelsea Manhattan. I'm your host, Michael Nunez. My co-host today, Dave Anderson. And today we're talking about context switching. Uh, oftentimes you get interrupted throughout the workday, including just now because it took us forever to start this recording. <laughs> yeah. What'd you have for breakfast again? Wait, uh, oh, let's, no, let's not, let's not do that. Let's stay focused. <laughs> Honey Nut Cheerios, by the way. <laughs> so context switching is something that happens to all developers, I believe, whether you have someone who is looking for you to fix a production bug to a new thing that comes up in the story. Yeah. So many other things like, or like, you, you know, someone like needs a code review that that could be, or Slack. Slack is like the, the killer of context. There's oh so much, so yes. just blowing up with memes and gifs and, you know, important things too, like new feature requests or bugs and what have you. Yeah. And it's just like, and it depends on how many Slack channels you have and like where you are, like at stride, we have a stride slack where everyone can communicate with one another but we also are often in the client slack channel which is like so you're two times interruptible oh my gosh exponentially like <laughs> exponentially. there's some channels to that i'm like i don't know why i subscribe to this there's just like photos of puppies coming through <laughs> like <laughs> people they, wishing happy birthday to every other person yeah uh, yeah but yeah. like <laughs> It's it's interesting though. There's studies, scientific data that says, you know, if you just introduce one more project or one more task to your plate, like just going from one to two, you're going to lose like 20% of your time just like switching back and forth on that and, and trying to keep things straight. Never mind the puppies on Slack. Yes. That's very interesting. So depending on the project that you're working on is 20%. Yeah, yeah. Like if if they're both like meaty projects, there's a pretty good article from Jeff Atwood where he goes into it. And if you keep on piling on the projects, then eventually you get to the point where you're doing nothing but just thrashing. <laughs> you're just sending Slack updates to people and emails to people, being like, "Yes, I'm doing it," but you're not. You're just writing the emails, right? Or you're not producing viable code, depending on the project that you're on. Right. Yeah, that's true. I imagine it's it would be even more difficult depending on like not just the project but like the context of where it is whether it's like different programming language you have to go and shift and change to like if you're switching projects from one ruby code base to another ruby code base i imagine that requires some energy of context switching but then like going from ruby to like i don't know let's say react it's it probably takes more energy to do the context switching which causes more time spent on context switching in general right yeah yeah because especially since there's like kind of different paradigms at play like they're both like you know dynamically type languages but things tend to be more functional in in javascript whereas it's more like dsl like and you know friendly in ruby in a weird way yeah but so you know what are the, what are some of the ways that you can get around this like how do you how do you avoid context switching well Step one, don't. <laughs> like, I guess you can, I mean, I'm joking when I say that, but I've heard methods of like, suppose you're working alone or like you, it's like solo work where you're not pairing. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, put on over the ear headphones. It's like a clear indication that you do not want to be disturbed. Right. Like, I feel like that it's is like the best way to, yeah, it's like the universal symbol of do not bother me. I'm in the middle of something. If you feel like you're getting a lot of external 
interruptions, that is a way to do it. I, I find that to be way too harsh to to people at the client. So I, if I need to listen to music, mm-hmm. then I would have at least one of them off. Right. Just, Just like, being open to yeah, the possibility. To the possibility of an interruption. I feel like if the event that you are interrupting, I try to write an index card of like what the interruption was about and see if I can context switch at a later time where it's viable for me. Yeah. I I often like to, uh, you know, do Pomodoro and like one of the tenets of doing a Pomodoro is you have a 25 minute unit of time or whatever unit of time you want. And then if someone tries to interrupt you during that time, then you'll be like, wait, I'm going to finish this. Yeah. And then, you know, in 10 minutes or 15 minutes, I'm going to get back to you. And if it is that important, then, you know, you just, you, you drop it and you go for it. Right. Yeah. I think Pomodoro's are very helpful because it kind of, it kind of enforces you to have like, oh, I'll look at that when I have a chance and it's probably going to be on the break, the five minute break. So just keeping and storing what the request was from another individual and then getting back to it later without being interrupted is probably is the best way without having a context switch in the middle of the thing you're working on. Yeah, I, I feel like I've been in situations where I, I just start thrashing. Where like I have like 300 different tabs open on my browser. Yeah. I'm like looking at different sources of information. People are pinging me and like just being able to like put everything in a neat box really helps. Yeah. One of the things that I was grateful at one of my clients was that uh, the project manager insisted that each developer only had one story to work on. Yeah, and I, think I love it. When the organization is aware of how expensive context switching is, it could be very beneficial for you to get that one task that you're assigned done. Yeah, just do one thing. Right. Um, I think he might have learned from prior experience to know that it, when, a, when a developer has like three or four things on the Trello or Jira board, like it's never going to move. Because yeah. there's just so many different things. And, you have to and work also, on. like if you if you kind of get something to a certain point, and you know you're doing your one thing, and then you get to code review, you get to QA, and you're just like, okay, now I'm going to pick up another thing. Then, like, who's who's going to be the guy who's going to push that over the the final line right. for <laughs> the point? Like, you gotta you gotta do it. You gotta own that. Right. Do do your one thing. I think another thing that really helps is is just pairing in general because you you got each other's backs. It's buddy system. Yep. Be it like internal distractions from like the client, like the situation that you're working in, or or I guess access really external. But internal would be like, oh, I want to check my phone right now. Like right. I need to I need to see what's up. Like right. these text messages and external things from like the the work process and whatnot. You kind of feel guilty when you want to go and check your phone and working with someone else because then you're almost wasting their time too. like immediately the person next to you doesn't care what's on your phone, like unless it's really important and you share that. So you kind of are less likely to do that. Right. Like put it away. And then like if you have like there are things I've noticed for the sake of context, which you do not download this app, but it is pretty cool. It's called Push Bullet. And it'll actually change. Write <laughs> it on a card. Write yeah, it on a so, card. <laughs> yeah. So push bullet will take all your notifications on your phone and will pop them into your uh, screen if you need to see like if there's a message that comes in because uh, I have an Android phone but I use a Mac at work. Oh, okay. It's pretty okay. cool, but like I I tend to turn that off so that like I don't disrupt 
my pair from seeing the notifications that happen on my phone. And I only turn it on when like I expect a message and I need to see like either a phone call or like a text message, that kind of stuff. But yeah, yeah. you don't want to be this. You don't want to be distracted or take time from your pair. So you kind of inadvertently don't do it at all, which is great. Yeah, I guess if if there is something that becomes important, like a a bug or some status update needs to happen, like the navigator can kind of take the hit and break off, deal with that, and and kind of let the the driver keep on going work. Yeah, I think uh, the the navigator's role. And in that aspect is pretty, pretty clutch when it comes to, you know, capturing all the information that happens externally when, you know, someone comes over to your desk and tries to interrupt the navigator can kind of mitigate that and say, Hey, all right, I'll, we'll take that into consideration. We'll finish this thing. I'll write a note down and we'll get to it later. Yeah. Yeah. I, I dig that. The buddy, the buddy system. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, uh, another, another aspect I've seen before in time is, when dealing with multiple projects, you work on those projects on certain days of the week. Mm-hmm. So like uh, I worked at a place that had two different projects, two different websites that they managed. And Monday through Wednesday, we worked on this one project with all the stories. And then Thursday and Friday, we worked on another project. And that allowed you to only focus on those projects in those days. Okay. That makes sense. So you guys say you're, you're doing the context switching overnight when you're going to sleep. Yeah, exactly. So it's not really a big deal. Yeah. I mean, like, and you don't, you take the performance hit or rather the context switching hit once. And that's like on the new day that you come in. Right. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a good idea. I, I think it's also really important to just have a really good plan. Like actually working with people to prioritize things appropriately and make sure that you're doing the most important thing. Because sometimes if you're just taking things every day as they come in, then it can be really easy to just be like, oh, okay, this new thing, this looks really important. It's so shiny, this bug or like this, this button, we really need to add it. And then you just keep on changing where you're going, like wherever the wind is blowing. So like to be able to kind of decide all of that stuff up front and then go for it and like, you know, sprint, just classic agile or just even a grooming session uh, doesn't have to be so formal, but you know, just getting that done beforehand. So you don't have to think about it all day. Right. I think like, uh, things that I've seen is like you, if the event that something is interruptible, will get brought up to the individual and then it will get brought up like during stand up, like on a parking lot or at a time where everyone's together and they can bring up this particular situation. That way you can kind of plan and be like, okay, that sounds like a thing we should like estimate and we'll do that in the grooming session coming up this week. Or we can all ad hoc try to figure out what to do with this, but not like do it while you're working on something. Like it's just mm-hmm. a different meeting. Like stand up is a different meeting that allows you to kind of take care of those situations that come up. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, you know, passing, passing the buck a little bit, delaying the, the decision and the context switching until the last responsible moment. Another thing you can use to mitigate some context switching would be to have a Batman or Batwoman on your team. Oh, yeah. The Bat person. The Bat person. We yes. talked about the Bat person before. <laughs> yes. The Bat person will, is a really, really good way to kind of manage context switching for 
a particular project because that person is responsible for handling all these different things that come up at the same time. Right. Yeah. So just kind of lumping all of the distractions together into kind of the opposite of distraction because your job is to be distracted. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) To be distracted, to prioritize the distractions and then be able to knock them out throughout the week. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, people should definitely check out that episode. I, yeah. I, I like talking about the Batman. <laughs> the Batman, the Bat person. The Bat person. <laughs> yeah, are there, are there any other apps that you could use to, to help with being focused with context switching? Yeah, I, actually, today I was told of an app. Shout out to uh, Ian McNally. I met up with him for coffee oh, recently. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. Always a friend of the show. And he brought up the app called Focus. I Googled focus app and it's a way that manages your do not disturb on your, on your Mac. And it pretty much like you can have it do Pomodoro style or like just like activate focus mode and it'll like turn off all your notifications for all your applications that you currently have just so you can focus on work. Cool. I did that. I mean, even like a really like low level trick is just, you can actually turn off notifications on OS X by, you know, clicking in the upper right hand corner and, you know, turn the slider for notifications off. Or you can also do like an option click up there and get that done in one shot, which which is awesome. Uh, just saving you some more clicks. But I, I like the idea of like having it manage the Pomodoro for you. And yeah, and like, you know, that, that seems pretty cool. Yeah, I think like another feature I saw in on the focus app was uh, whenever you want to break your focus, you have to like type in a password. So like it's just like another step that you have to do <laughs> to break your focus. And you're like, wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. Let's not do that. Like then you can cancel. <laughs> you can type in your password. And I think it unlocks all the all the things and everything turns back to normal. It can also block like if you open up certain tabs with you can have like a whitelist of only the websites you want to visit so that the ones that you are normally distracted to i.e reddit.com and like yeah just keep keep stack overflow open yeah just like make sure you have stack overflow and the application you're working on that's it after that <laughs> no thanks they, they'll whitelist it and like we'll give you a redirect to not to be focused <laughs> continue being focused yeah i mean like the the most distractions that usually come in are like nowadays from an application, whether it's like an email notification or like Slack. And I believe focus can turn all of those notifications off. And then when they turn on, you actually get like a message that shows you all the things that came in, which is cool. Cool. Yeah. So you got your headphones, you got your app. Oh yeah. You you got your buddy who's helping you out and you've, you've planned it out pretty good. So, I mean, it sounds like we're going to do all right. Like we're going to make it through without too much context (laughs) switching. Yeah, yeah, hope for the best and you know, you got you got your tools now that will help you finish that particular story on the project you're on and kind of lower the amount of context switching that happens. The the rule as you mentioned before in the article, rule of thumb, so you lose 20% per project that in the second project, so don't have more than 5. So just <laughs> to just give you a heads up, it's game, it's game five, over. Yeah. Like you need to Use up a continue. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Get a one up. Just don't. Yeah, just don't get more than five. More than five will definitely crush you. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do we have any teaching learns today? 
Yeah, I mean, I have one I uh, wanted to share. I've been working working in React for some time, and it's been a while since I've had to use a ref in React, a reference, and they okay. made the change so that you're, you should not use a string to identify a reference, but you should use a function instead where the callback that gets passed in, the, the variable that gets passed in is the element itself or of the component or whatever you're getting the reference of. Okay. And then you can attach the element to a variable of the parent component in which you have the callback for that function. So the parent element is responsible for tying these two children together. Right. In some way. Yeah. So like, let's say you have like, let me, let me think of an example. Let's say you have a cards component yeah. that has a list of cards, uh-huh. a, little, a list of card component, single component. You can pass in a ref to the card component where the function is a callback that gets called on cards. And then you can then take that variable, map it to the cards component and then be able to reference that component later on in life. That might have been a bad example because you have to, if you iterate more than one card, then you have to figure out how you're going to reference each one. But you can, the, the way you do it now is not by using strings anymore. And then doing this, that like refs, that string is not a thing you do. You oh, just don't okay. reference, you don't use the, the refs object anymore in React. You just is, call it the function that you named it and the variable that you want. Is this React 16? I think this was in React. 15, but I haven't used refs in so long that when I looked it up, I, I kind of felt bad. I was like, oh God, I'm using strings. What am I? Like, I'm, I'm <laughs> Yeah, it's not something you have to do every day. Yeah, it's like, like, it's like, oh man, yes, you normally use it for like when you want to capture a particular component for whatever reason. Later on in life, you want to like either validate that component or like try to get the DOM element of that component to do... Like to do like a scroll or something like that. Yeah, you scroll into view into a particular part of the com- of the application. You can find that component and then use it to your liking. Oh, uh, cool. But you don't normally use refs. I don't think it take. I don't think refs actually add a performance hit either. But when you you only use refs when you need to, which is not often. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. I'm actually thinking of a time that I could be using it right now. So I learned something. Dope. I'm I'm glad you did, cause uh, refs are dope. Definitely <laughs> get get refing. Cool, Dave. Thanks for jumping on down and and context switching with me throughout yeah, the entire throughout recording. The <laughs> uh, so many Doritos. Yes. Yeah, so uh, wait so much uh, Doritos. Cool. Feel free to hit us up. Twitter.com slash Radio Free Rabbit. I'm Michael Nunez, and this is the Rabbit Hole. We'll see you next time.